Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello again and welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly bringing you Money Tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and ultimately enjoy more money. Now what's the funniest uh, money saving tip you've ever heard about or received? The one that comes to mind for me or the, certainly the strangest one was on, on a radio program. Uh, you know, I used to do a lot of driving around to clients. I'd listen to radio shows during the day. And uh, one of them was um, this DJ who said, send in your money tips on a postcard and you'll get a free mug. And you know, so someone someone sent in a tip and said, this was the tip, right? This is in the days when you used to use bars of soap, not not liquid soap. And the tip was to, to instead of throwing away the, the little leftover bars of soap that you'd get. So you get a big bar of soap, you'd wash your hands and then gradually be this little slither. Said, gather all the, the slithers and the leftover bars of soap, put them in a saucepan, heat them up and then meld them together into a new bar of soap. Okay, it's it's quite a clever idea, but it it just, you know, for the effort involved and, you know, probably the ruined saucepans, maybe it's not worth it, but that was one of the funniest ones I've seen. Now, if you've you've received anything like that, drop me a line, not on a postcard. You can email me, charles at charleskelly.net. If I get them, I'll I'll read them out. It'd be quite funny to to read them out. Just a bit of trivia, really. And, uh, And, you know... You can save, sometimes you can go to the nth degree to save money, but, you know, sometimes like in a business, you're trying to save money on paper clips when, you know, you could just look at the bigger picture and building up the business and getting more customers. So, but I'll, I will give you now five quick tips that can save you thousands of pounds over the years. These are uh, straight out of a daily newspaper, actually. So it's out, out from the Metro and I'll give them credit for this, but they've come up today with five things you can do now to improve your finance. This is from the Metro. Number one, switch your current account. Now, I must say, I, I'm pretty guilty of this myself. I've had the same current account for 25 years. I, I dare not touch it because I, I, I always think something's going to go wrong. But you don't have to worry because they, the government have forced the banks to make it easier to switch your current account. Having said that, I do have other accounts for different things. But uh, my, my basic current account has been with one bank. And, and actually... You know, on a credit score, if you've been with the same bank for many years, it, it seems to make a difference. But however, if you, know, if you do switch accounts, uh, you know, for instance, they give an example here. You could save £150 by switching to HSBC, Advanced uh, Bank Account. Now, some of these accounts have fees as well. So you've got to watch those. Some say, well, we've got a little £10 a month fee, but you get free this and free insurance and blah, blah, blah. Is it worth it? You have to make that decision. Secondly is look at your subscriptions and try and try and... Uh, you know, either review your subscriptions or subscriptions or, or get rid of them altogether. You know, you need to know what's coming in. You probably know how much you're earning, but where is that money going? And this is this is part of my three R's of money management. Actually, read, review, revise. And, and you know, you need to look at your bank statement, uh, which sometimes you can do on your phone. It's not, it's not like you have to go and print something off or go into the branch and say, could you print off a list of my direct debits and standing orders? You know the difference with a standing order. The standing order is something that comes from you, and it's your instruction to pay somebody. A direct debit is giving the the, the, the company or the, the institution the ability to, to debit your account, to dip into your account and take money out of it. So 
review both of those and you'll be amazed at the stuff you'll find. If you haven't done it for a couple of years, you'll find stuff that, you know, why am I paying this? I'm paying RAC and the AA and I've got free cover with my insurance company or whatever. You know, just just look at that. Could be gym memberships that you don't use anymore. I think it's Go Compare here said the average person could save £360 a year just, just by doing this alone. So I would definitely look at that. But look out for any uh, early cancellation charges on, on say, a gym or, or whatever. Uh, just, just look out for any anything like that. OK, so that's the second one. Number three is to overpay your mortgage. Many of you will be on a repayment mortgage, especially if you're a homeowner and it's your own personal mortgage. The repayment mortgage kind of works that you pay most of the interest in the early years and you pay back capital later on. So it kind of goes down in the curve and the interest that you pay each month as part of your monthly payment gradually becomes more capital than interest. I didn't explain that very well. In the early days on the, on a repayment mortgage, your monthly payment, say if you're paying a thousand pounds a month, probably 900 of that will be interest in the early years. So they're getting their interest up front and only a hundred pounds will be capital. So if you look at your mortgage over five years, you think, why haven't I paid that much off? But as it goes on through the years, you'll gradually pay more and more capital off. Now, you can accelerate this process by paying a little bit extra on your mortgage. I mean, there was an example here, an extra £50 on a £200,000 mortgage at 3.5% would save you £8,000 over 25 years. And that's not that difficult to come up with another £50 a month. That's just just another thing you can do. And obviously in that in that example, if you'd put £50 a month this year and the 60 next year and 70 the next year, you would save even more on your mortgage. And usually if you overpay on your mortgage, they shorten the term. So you just get it cleared quicker, that much quicker. Personally on um, buy to let mortgages, I tend to go for interest only. So it doesn't really apply on that. But still, even on an interest only, you could still send them some capital each year. Even where you've got a fixed rate mortgage with it, with penalties, you can usually pay off 10% of that, that loan without penalty on, on most mortgages, but you need to check that as well. Okay, number four, transfer your old ISAs to, to the highest paying ISA. And this is very, very easy. I, I did it recently. I had a, I think it was a NatWest ISA where my current account was, and it started off very well. It was one of the top ones when I when I started it, and then three or four years later, it had gone right down. I was earning a quarter percent or something. I then switched it. I, I did it in the high street. You can do it online as well, but I, I still like to walk in and say, look, here's, here's, let's sign this. Here's my passport and all the rest of it. And I did that. And I think I quadrupled the, the amount I was earning. I think I, I, I get half or 1%, maybe double or quadruple, but still it, it all adds up, doesn't it, over the years? Why, why get a quarter percent and settle for that when you can get half a percent? You can do the same with your savings accounts and deposit accounts, as they used to be called. Definitely do that because the banks tend to let them become obsolete and they, they gradually reduce the interest that they're paying on the account that you've had for years. Then they say, oh, you've got to switch to this new super duper account. It's a different account. Well, it's just a deposit account, isn't it? No, no, this is a different account. And they, they ask you to, to come in and switch. But many people don't switch. When I worked in the bank, we had people with 50, 100, 200,000 pound on an account paying the lowest interest rate and they wouldn't switch. They said, no, no, I'm happy. No, don't want to switch. I'm happy with that as it is. So that, that's that's their choice. But definitely look at that with, with your ISAs and, and all your, your bank accounts on where you're earning interest savings accounts. Definitely review those. You, you don't you may not even need to change banks. Just go in and say, I want I want a better account or I'm moving it. And they'll usually come up with something with ISAs. You, you should be putting in your maximum to your ISAs each year because that that is then earning tax free money and it will earn tax free money forever. 
So although you look at an ISA and you think, well, I can only put in a few thousand, over the years that could, could end up to be hundreds of thousands, if not millions, in, in, in a tax-free, tax-free wrapper, tax-free environment. Okay, and then number five is to get rewarded for spending. Uh, this can be done through various credit cards. I mean, the American Express um, is, is the famous one for this. It gives you 5% cash back in the first three months and up to 1% thereafter. So that's that's quite a bit of, of cash back there. If you can find anybody that takes an American Express, you, you won't find it down your local Chinese takeaway, I'll tell you that. They don't even take credit cards where I am. They, oh no, cash only, cash only. They say, no, no credit cards. You know. Anyway, but that, that's one way. Other ways, some bank accounts, now one of my bank accounts offers a reward for just the direct debits, actually. I don't, I don't know why they pay me a reward on that, but every so often I get 50 or 80 pounds that's, that's there and I can cash it in um, or I can use it to buy stuff with it. But there are lots of schemes. There are air miles on certain credit cards, all, all sorts of stuff. So, so look out for those. You can find those uh, online, actually, the, the reward for spending. OK, so so those are, are five quick tips. I, I'd add another one to these. And these are these sort of coupon cutting type tips. You, you know, you can save money on these coupons and, and coupons could be cutting out like like you know one my very wealthy client used to do she wanted one of the very successful lady who used to always cut out the coupons to save two or three pounds even though she was you know multi-millionaire but as, as she would say if you look after the pennies the pounds look after themselves you could still do those the voucher the groupons i, w- I was in a, a bella pasta restaurant with a few guys uh, recently and one of them pulled out his phone got online registered for something Bella Pasta offers and, and we all got 20% off of the bill straight away and I registered then and uh, you know I still get offers from Bella Pasta you know why not it's a good thing people do the same thing with with coffee companies and, and all sorts of things so just look out for those maybe not cutting out coupons but there are ways of saving money you know they have days when you can get a free cup of coffee so look at look at those that they're worth looking at and also if you're selling products if you've got a business uh, you can sell your products through companies like Groupon to get your business going. I, I was saying the other uh, recently that I had a restaurant owner. I was asking him what marketing he does. And I advise him to, to look at something like that, to look at companies that bring customers to him for a commission. There's two ways of looking at it. You can be the vendor or you can be the customer using these these coupon type of, of deals. And, you know, they're, 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 they can certainly save you money. OK, all of these money saving tips are great, right? But they can never substitute if you want to build wealth, they can never substitute for increasing your income. You can save money here and there and save a few thousand here, but it's probably not going to make you wealthy. It'll make you a little bit better off, but it's never going to really build wealth. I gave an example of an account, 0.25% on an account. You know, it would take you is it 40 years to earn 10%. So, all right, if you doubled that, you could maybe do it in earn 10% on your money in 20 years, right? But it's still not going to really make me wealthy. So to make me myself wealthy, I've got to increase my income or I've got to invest in something that will go up uh, like, like a property or a share that will increase my wealth that way. But the quickest way you can do it is to, to increase your income. And this is something I, I recently listened to. Grant Cardone says the same thing. Grant Cardone says, you know about cutting coupons, you've got to, make, you've got to increase your income. Yeah, fine. So what things can you do to increase your income? Well, if, if you're in a job, your scope might be limited, but you could try and get a promotion. You could try and get a, get a rise, uh, maybe give a bit of extra value to the, to the employer to get, to get a bit more pay. 
or you could obviously find a new job and, and increase your un- income that way. Most people only work 40 hours a week, some 35 hours a week, some government jobs, maybe even less. Sorry about that. <laughs> I couldn't resist that. But uh, you've got time, haven't you? You've got all that time in the evening where you may just be watching TV. You've got all that weekend spare time, the Saturdays, Sundays. And there are so many ways you can earn money on the side, if you were. One of those could be selling stuff online through eBay, Amazon stores. There are multiple ways you can start an Amazon store very, very cheaply. You don't need a high street store and a physical premises. eBay, buy and sell on eBay, even secondhand stuff. You know, you can go and get hold of secondhand stuff in in charity shops and sell it on Amazon. You know, you can get books that you can pick up for 20p that could be worth 15, 20 pounds on Amazon. I've proved that this can be done. And you can even get an app to scan the book to see what it would sell for on, on Amazon or a toy, for instance. There are multiple ways of earning money through online selling. But obviously, the best way is to set up your own setup where you've got you've got a proper business and you can do that through Amazon or, or eBay. That That's one way. Selling stuff online. You can also get a part time job. I know many people that do part time jobs on a Saturday. Sometimes it could be working on a on a site, for instance, um, on a weekend where they, they're selling properties and they can't get staff to work on a Sunday and you know, people will, will do that on a part-time basis. If you can get one little part-time job and earn, say, another two or three hundred pounds a month, you know, that's a lot of money. You've got to cut a lot of coupons and you've got to save on a lot of things and keep switching your bank account every five minutes to earn that much in a month, you know. So that is a key way of, of building your wealth. And then with that money, what do you do with that money? Do you just go and spend it? No, you put that to one side because you've been used to living on your basic income. Anything that you can earn extra, any bunts, if you like, put that to one side and you know let that build up in an, in an account. And then when you've got enough in there, you could make an investment. Then, then you've got the cash and the capital to invest into maybe a small property, maybe a share in a property, maybe a, a share on the stock market. If you can learn how to use and invest in, in the stock market. So, there, there are multiple ways of doing that. I, I've done part-time jobs in the past. They can make quite a big difference because say if somebody's earning, um, you know, £2,000 a month, you know, they're not likely to be able to walk into their boss and get a 10% pay rise. But if they can earn another £200 a month doing direct selling, multi-level marketing, network marketing, or something from an Amazon shop or just a part-time job, £200 a month extra is, is a 10% pay rise there and then. And also by starting a business, you can get tax breaks. You can, you'll be using your home as the business premises. There, there are all sorts of ways, but you need to talk to your accountant about that. I'm not a tax advisor. Just think of that little bit of extra money could make a huge difference. And, and 10% more money can make a huge difference to people. And I've written about this in my forthcoming book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness, that a little bit of extra money not only can make a big difference to the, the, the finances, it, it could pay for children's education. It could pay for you know, lots of things, a new car or whatever, but it can also make you that much, a little bit happier. And a bit of extra money up to a point is is proven to make you feel happier, to make you feel more content. And then once you've started that, some part-time businesses, like I had a part-time business that developed into a full-time business and, and made me, you know, an, an awful lot of money. And that can, can make you fortunes as it did for me. So think about that. Still look at the, the money tips, but, you know, if you really want to build wealth and build real wealth, you've got to look first at the income because you might not have that money to invest. Uh, you, you know, you can't be a stock market whiz or a property entrepreneur if you've 
you know, literally got nothing in your pocket, although there are ways of doing it. And, you know, we've talked about those before. Generally speaking, you need a bit of money to start an investment. So um, if you start by looking at the income and, and, and then saving a bit of money, you'll, you'll be ready when the opportunity arises. Now, with property, as I said, there are ways you, you can do rent to rent schemes. You can become a, a property finder and earn money by selling on properties, deals that you find and package them up. Again, you don't need capital for that. But again, you just need time to do that. So look, there are multiple ways of earning extra money. First of all, those are your five tips. Those are your funny tips. But the biggest way to to really increase your wealth is to increase your income initially. In the next episode, I'm going to be giving you some real life examples of offline businesses and things you can do to make a little bit of extra money every month. So that's not online stuff like Amazon and that sort of thing. I'll give you some real life examples of offline businesses you can do to earn a bit of extra money in your spare time. So do tune in next time. Thanks very much. Okay, thanks very much for listening. This has been Charles Kelly, bringing you money tips to help you earn, invest, save, accumulate and enjoy more money. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 